I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And and Vince is yelling at me, God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff. It's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. As we get started, I have a surprise for you. Look on your screen. This is going to be for the folks who are watching on uh, around the world on, on Periscope. Oh, wow. Is this the one right above my head? Oh, no. I thought there's something else. Wow. Yes. That's a brand new Rock and Roll Express mask from the good folks at ProWrestlingTees.com who are not paying me to do this and should be. <laughs> so uh, w- what uh, what inspired this? Oh, I just wanted to get a new mask, and there it was. So, and I think they had the twenty percent off gimmick going on. Gotcha. So Man, I did I that. Try. All right, they got some good selections in them. I, I, I take it if they have, uh, you know, it's fantastic. They had I, there, there was Ricky one that the I, there was a, a CM Punk one that I I coveted quite a bit. It looked pretty good. Mm. So I, I was very I, I'm surprised t- you didn't get that one. To be honest, I know I, I'm I'm such a mark for him. I don't know I don't know what's going on with that. But yeah, I'm I'm such a mark for CM Punk. But they did. Uh, I eventually ended up. I just got the Rock and Roll Express one. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's pretty nice. You guys can go check it out. At Pro Wrestling. Now here's the thing about when you get the actual actual package. It's got stupid Scott Colton's face on the package. They have a See. caricature of his dumbass face on that package. <laughs> Well, I do like the fact that you said I I do like the fact that you said Scott Colton and package in the same sentence. So that helps. Fuck that guy. But anyway. Fuck that guy. Holy shit with his stupid indie I'm, bullshit. I'm sorry. I'm holding I'm I'm holding the grudge. Talk about king of grudge match. I'm king <laughs> of I, that's I, I'll just I don't think you will either, man. That just that just sticks in my crawl. Ah, uh, he's such that a piece shit. of garbage. And then he and he turned on his best friend. Well, not to mention that. I'm just talking personally, yes. Okay. He's such a piece of garbage, that guy. God. I just think about that message that and then oh never mind. Just everything. It just gets me all riled up. I hadn't got riled up about that in a while. I know, right? It's been a few years. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm due. The the grudges we'll always carry are gonna be Russo, everybody at the Realm Network, yeah. certainly Scott Colton. Mm-hmm. Kind of starting to think that Wade Keller. I think I'm probably going to carry a grudge against Wade Keller. Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> I can say I can say it now because it's over. Bruce used to gave me his login credentials to the Pro Wrestling Torch website so I could get all this shit for free, which was really. I mean, I mean, it was nice, but you know, I also. I also did work for them for free for a few times over the years, so I felt like you know that was some way of yeah, getting compensated. So you know, back. I got you. So, you know, but I, so I tried to log in with his shit the other day and it didn't work. Oh, <laughs> been locked out. So, 
<laughs> it's really real for all of you who thought it the the Wade Keller versus Bruce Mitchell stuff was a work. It's been very not a work. It's real. If, it, if it's a work, they're just carrying it to the like well beyond a Mike Quackenbush oh, level. It's, it's yeah, it's way past the. <laughs> it, it's beyond. Yeah, it's, beyond. It's, it's nothing like even Chikara would never go this far with the story. Yeah, even Chikara's going fuck. That's like, man. That's stiff, brother. That's what we should be doing. <laughs> that's exactly right. Even Chikara would be like, "We're tapping out. We can't. We can't take it all the way on this shit." <laughs> you got us. <laughs> I love the fact that we're, we're indie wrestling geeks enough to get that joke. I love that. I know. So, and everybody, some people are like, what? Jakku? What is it? I, I hope uh, most people, I mean, I always feel like people know this. They know the stuff that we don't, we, we don't, we don't deep dive on much of this stuff. Like no, a lot of the Japanese no. shit we don't even know about. And people go, yeah, that sounds like something Goshiyazaki would do. We'd be like, I don't, what? Mm-hmm. Oh, Whatever you say there, my man. Yeah, it sounds good. I know, yeah, man. And I sure. think about that. You know, and, and it's funny you mentioned that because it, since the, well, honestly, since in, New Japan has kind of reemerged over the last, I don't know, four or five years, you know, they've kind of come back into the play with back when Omega was there and the whole Bullet Club thing. Yeah. And, and ever really since, ever since then, really, uh, and especially now that it's kind of reforming almost in, in AEW, the way they're bringing those, some of those guys in, I, I, I kind of regret not keeping up with it as much as I should have been over the years. And I still don't, I, st- I could, but I don't, but I, cause I feel like I'm so behind now. I'm, it's almost kind of pointless trying to figure out everything, but, but you know, I, I look at the results and, and stuff like that, but a lot of those guys, I just don't know, dude. I just, I, I don't know. And I, uh, I feel bad, you know, but you know, case I can say that about Mexico too. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know, I know a little bit, but I, I try to see the big shows and stuff and, you can, and part of the NJPW is, yeah, you need to know the storylines, but also it's like just great performances and great matches. So there's always good in-ring stuff. Oh so, yeah. Absolutely. Even like when I was watching Wrestle Kingdom and they would pop up with something with, um, Marty Skrull or they pop, pop up with something with, uh, somebody like that. I'd be like, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Especially, you know, since some of the, you know, Skrull and some of those dudes, of the uh, American dudes, or I don't know, some Canadian dudes too, I guess for that matter, or at least guys that we know or familiar with are over there, and that kind of helps bring my attention more to it. You know, do you like the do you like the Cameron Grimes gimmick that he's the guy that made like a shit ton of money off of the the Reds? That's the new Cameron Grimes thing. Is supposedly he made like a shit ton of money off of. Uh, AMC, the the movie theater chain, it got driven up from like fifteen bucks to three hundred dollars. Yeah. So now they've got him doing, I guess, more or less a, a Ric Flair gimmick where he has like all these new cars and shit that he bought. When did you see this? It's been on. It's been on the gram. It's been on social media. And then on Wednesday night, he did the thing about how rich he's gotten off of Reddit and stuff. Oh, was that on NXT? I, I missed that. Okay. NXT. I watch it. NXT. NXT. You watching that tonight? You gonna be able to watch it? Do you give a shit about it? Uh, yeah, I try to watch it. I mean, there's nothing else on. Football's over, and yeah, Tom Brady. Exactly. So I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of okay with everything. I didn't, right. you know, I watched about the first half of the Super Bowl. And that's all I watched. I, you know, I kind of watched a little bit of. it. I was flipping around. You know, it just didn't interest me. I told you know, like last week, it just hadn't had no interest in it. We were having date night, and of course, being the pussy whipped guy that I am, we were watching other stuff. So. Massive. I don't condone it, but I understand. But I understand. <laughs> I ain't saying that. In an interview with Bleacher Report, NXT champion Finn Balor spoke about the jaw injury he suffered, a takeover 
31 in October. Obviously, WWE, we have such incredible doctors. Sure. Speaking of CM Punk. <laughs> he asked, asked CM Punk line too. He's almost lost like his entire life because of a staph infection. But, you know, they're, they're really good doctors. They, they do excellent mm. work. Uh, it was really down to them that I remained champion. There was a lot of confusion between doctors that we went to locally. And I could have misdiagnosed the severity of the injury. And obviously, with the return afterward, the window kept getting bigger and bigger. Originally planned, I wouldn't be out too long. And it was the dynamic of the injury prolonged it a little bit and the healing and stuff. Do you have your Finn Balor um, truck to show America and the world right now? It's in the other room. <clears throat> it's in the other Sorry, room. I, 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 but I, I do have it. It's on display in my room. Brian's six-week late Christmas present was uh, – It's awesome. A Finn Balor truck. It goes along truck. with my little, my little uh, Finn Balor doll. My he's, little, got his, he's got his, his plushie. <laughs> my plushie, yeah. I can't think of the name of it. That's funny. Um, that was really know, I'm, I'm kind of quietly amassed – Little stuff like that, just from you and, and, and Christy and some people, you know, just yeah. like, like little Roman Reigns figure and, and the plushie and that. And there's like two or three other things. It's like, like I'm just kind of gathering this stuff up for, and I didn't really mean to. This is cool. You're the, you're the Jim Cornette of uh, North Carolina. You're getting all the. <laughs> yes. You have massive yes, I am. Uh, people, people confuse us all the time just looking at, you know, that's right. Our mannerisms and everything. You know? And the way you walk around saying you want to murder people in their sleep and shit, the way you do that. It's, so you cool. know, it's just, I, I can't get away from it. There was never any doubt. He says that I would relinquish the title. Maybe in hindsight, if we knew how long it was going to be, I might have been different. But at the time, we always imagined it was going to be a much shorter time frame. That's how it went down. Fowler also discussed the plans for when he made his return to NXT in 2019. The initial thought process will go to NXT, see how it works. It might be three months, it might be six months. There's no real plan. I know there's been discussion back and forth a couple of times about whether I should go like to Raw or SmackDown. But for me, I'm very happy in NXT, and I'm willing to give my heart and soul in NXT as long as there's a position for me. Nothing's been concrete, and there's no time set frame on anything. It was more like, Finn, would you like to be part of NXT? Absolutely. NXT is a part of me, and I want to be there as long as there's a position for me, and I'm very grateful for it. I think a lot of guys, they see it's not as big as being on Raw or SmackDown, but at the same time, it's way more fun and it's way better. And if they can go ahead and get paid and do something, yeah. doesn't make them look completely stupid. Chad Gable. Uh, I think they'll, <laughs> they'll go ahead and do it. Sorry. I just, I, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just me and my interest. I don't know. Maybe we can take a poll on this or something, but it just seems like NXT's kind of lost a little cachet over the Oh, there's no question of the quality of so. it and, and the coolness yeah. factor. Yeah, yeah. Dead. And I don't, I, it just feels to me like Triple H has not got the tight grip on that thing like he did a couple of years ago. Well, here, you know, I, you know, I don't know if they do this on purpose, but it's like they don't really have a face of NXT, nope. you know? They There's don't. like a new face, every, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, but but if you want to, I guess, attract people, you gotta. And, and here's the thing too, you know, it's, it it used to be where it they made it sound like, and actually, I think they actually came out and said it was kind of like, um, I don't know, kind of like the JV, not really JV, but it's the next step below, you know, the the, the Raw and SmackDown, right? Yep. But now you got other people. <clears throat> going up to the main roster and then going back down there. So are they considered, you know, demoted? Or, I, I, I don't think they are, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, what, do you, so what is NXT? You know, I mean, if it's just a, if it's just going to be another SmackDown or another raw, then you need to have a face of NXT. 
Isn't isn't NXT sort of like NXT was always the cool little brother or kind of like the smaller company that was more flexible could do cooler stuff than the big brother? Like I don't know the, the way that Scion used to be for Toyota. Of course, Scion is now out of business, but that's uh, kind yeah, of, I don't say I, I don't, right? they, don't, they don't do that anymore. But you know, that's to me, that's what at least they were trying for. Right, and it right. F- feels to me like this was another power struggle where Daddy grabbed the wheel from Triple H, and it's not nearly as cool as it was. Maybe so, man. But it's 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 like they don't know what they are now. They don't. I I swear. I mean, I thought that that they really came out and said it was kind of like the the I don't know the triple A of of uh, not A not H triple A of <laughs> of of Raw and SmackDown. You know, and now it's like you know, like I said, they got people going back down there. I mean, so does that mean make them demoted? What what does that mean? It know? feels like why it, would it, Edge? Why the fuck would Edge want the NXT title if it's a triple A outfit? I, right. I mean, I'm just yeah, saying, make up your mind. What it, it doesn't matter which one you are. Just let us know what the fuck it is. You know, are the, I, are the New York I'm Yankees? Asking. Are the New York Yankees trying to battle the Columbus Clippers for the International League Championship? That's, is that what's yeah. happening? That's, that's like, what it seems like. I mean, if you equate it, that's what, that's what it equates to. Do you feel like uh, the, you know the California Angels are trying to take on the Durham Bulls at some point? <laughs> and you know what? I think the Durham Bulls could beat them at some point. <laughs> Here's your NXT Takeover Vengeance Day card. I get it. V is for Vengeance. V is for Valentine's Day. So instead of V Day, yeah, so we're... clever. <laughs> For the NXT Championship, it is the main event. Finn Balor, the champion against Pete Dunne. CBSSports.com is predicting that Finn Balor will retain the title. You think that's uh, pretty good? Yeah, you really think they're going to put the title on Pete Dunne. I mean, I'm not knocking Pete Dunne, but, you know, I think this is just to make some of the, you know, some of the the European people happy, I guess. I don't know. That, That seems to be where that battle comes from, from NXT whatever it's called over in, in London. It's going to be all oh, the, uh, yeah, NXT, the NXT UK. UK, yeah. The NXT Women's Championship on the line is Io Shaddai, the champion, takes on Tony Storm and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez has been on a real upswing. Maybe she's been kind of giving her a push lately, right? Uh, slightly. I mean, God dang. Yeah. She's, in the, yeah. she's in the match for the title. I mean, I was going to say, where did she come from? Yeah, she's she's been on, I mean, a, on a hot streak. Just, I think she's got a good future ahead of her. Well, that's great, but let her be next in line to whoever wins this. I mean, let that feud. I, I wanted to. I was somewhat interested because I like Tony Storm, man, and I'm glad she's back over here. And I'm, I'm interested in seeing that Io Shirai deal. And I'm just kind of disappointed they made it a triple threat, but they do that all the freaking all time. The time. So I yeah, get, we, you can, know. we can't figure anything out about that. We we never really figured out who created the triple threat. Threat, I think. Paul Heyman has some Probably, claim to it, yeah. but then I think Cornette kind of did. And then there was, you know, there's there's other stuff. There's like a lot, a lineage of like three-way dances and stuff like that. I don't know if I'd want to take the claim for it nowadays. Or the way they bastardize it? Exactly. Honestly, and again, it's all it's all context and everything because the, the ECW stuff does, has not aged well. But the three-way dances back in the day were pretty good, as I remember. Yeah, some of them more sure, sure. I'm not, but know. it was a lot of it was just the way that that um, Paul would build stuff up too. He also he would do the storylines and all that shit, and he would make it so it made sense to like have this guy against this guy against this guy. And I think the first ECW pay per view it was a three way dance for the championship with Terry Funk, and I want to say oh, was it was it Stevie Richards and somebody else, maybe Tommy Dreamer. 
Mm, Stevie, was, yeah, I don't remember, man. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I know Stevie Richards and Terry Funk were, and I think Tommy Dreamer was the third participant, who just, by the way, turned the big five zero and just had a stupid ass match on Impact Plus this weekend. I, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Well, I mean, it like it's going, I don't know what's going on in that promotion, but they should just go and kiss Tony Khan's ass every single day. Well, you know, you can say that, but, you know, here's Edge and WrestleMania main event. So, I mean, you know. How? And, and now that we're on the subject of Tony Khan, the woke owner of NXT, or the woke owner of All Elite Wrestling. Oh, I know where you're going with this. I know. You know exactly where I'm going with this. Yes, I do. Keep going. You know, he's always had a huge, huge part in the management team of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes. Who managed to be so they figured out how to get the number one pick in the draft, even though they really weren't tanking and nearly fucked that up. But they've got their sights set on Trevor Lawrence, who I understand a pretty good pro day on Friday, right? Right. From what pretty I good pro day, yeah. certainly nothing disqualifying. Guy looks like a million bucks. If that dude's not the number one pick overall in QB one, I don't know who the fuck he is. Right? That guy. That guy's amazing. Right. The Jacksonville Jaguars went through a little bit of a controversy this week. They've already hired Urban Meyer, who, in my estimation. Is kind of sort of mm, sorry, sorry Jesse the Buckeye is kind of a piece of shit. I'm sorry, Just a but a little think, bit. I think I think Urban Meyer is kind of sort of a little bit a piece of shit. So he's the new coach of your Jacksonville Jaguars. I think he, is, didn't he get more than Gruden got? Didn't he get like twelve million a year or something for his deal? Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't remember, man. I, I, I don't. Gruden, Gruden's deal was like a hundred million dollars, ten years. So it was ten, okay. 10 a year. And I think Urban was like, right. I, I'm going to need twelve. So they signed up Urban Meyer. Urban, one of his first hires is Chris Doyle, former strength coach at the University of Iowa. How long was Chris Doyle the conditioning and strength coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars? Bryant Williams. For how long was he? How there? was he for, for the Jaguars? For the Jaguars. Uh, like two hours. Well, yeah, about two hours. About two. Hours. If you would have said one day, I would have gone with that. He, okay, he one day. Okay, I was I was going low. Has he got he got fired because the Fritz Pollard Alliance, which is about equality in sports and trying to hire uh, minority employees and stuff like that, they went. Eh, I don't think that's okay. Because <laughs> he was he this man Chris Doyle in the past has been uh, accused of. Using racial slurs, belittling and bullying players. And Not by just one person. Oh, several people when he was at the University of Iowa. Yes. So he he resigned after a few hours. Again, the woke Tony Khan, who is all about, you know, let's hey, let's go ahead and have some social justice and shit. They hired the biggest piece of shit conditioning coach they possibly could. And then they didn't fire him. They didn't go, hey, we were wrong. They allowed the guy to resign after a uh, just a fury on the internet, right? Right, right. <laughs> it's weird. That's when the internet is a good thing, I guess. You know, it, it it brings attention to stuff like that. A number of allegations came from black players concerned the way the Doyle treated them and his use of racist language. Urban Meyer on Thursday said he researched Doyle, had some intense conversations with him, and was confident there would not be problems in the future. <laughs> Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> call sorry. me stupid, but have I not heard that before from uh, like a uh, Kevin McCarthy or whatever his name is? Or... <laughs> oh, the, 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 the minority leader in the United States House of Representatives. That's him, yes. So the Kevin McCarthy story is God. that he, he, he gets a call from Trump. He tells Trump, could you please maybe get your fucking terrorist hordes 
out of here and maybe have them stop killing us. And, and, and Trump goes, well, apparently these people care more about the election than you do. And that's when Kevin McCarthy goes, do you know who the fuck you're talking to right now? <laughs> okay, so he does all that. He gets pissed off at him on January the 6th. Don't worry, it's okay. A couple weeks later, he flies down to Florida, McCarthy does, and kisses the ring or ass of Donald Trump, even though the guy tried to kill him, even while the thing was in, in, in progress. No problem. It's fine. It's a, it's a, it's a cult, 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 Why do I feel like Kevin McCarthy is going to be like the next community relations expert for the Jacksonville Jaguars? <laughs> it's coming, man. Yeah, they, but they always – it's the funniest thing is like when you talk to the All Elite Wrestling people, they talk about oh, – everybody wants to talk about, you know, Tony Khan's just Richie Rich and blah, blah, blah. But then they always cite his experience with his dad's, uh, you know, soccer team – and also yeah, the, the football team. Yeah. And then, but when they fuck these things up, which the, the Jaguars have personnel decisions that are fucked up all the time, none of that seems to splatter on Tony Khan. Hey, that's my dad's team. I'm just – but when it's necessary, oh, no, he's a big part of the management. They listen to him, and he really helps run that franchise. Except when they make the most fucked up move they possibly can, which lasts three hours. Okay, here's the thing. All right. Okay. I just can't help but think, you know, Tony Khan doesn't know about this hire and go, why doesn't he go, uh, hello, dad, this yeah. dude that, yeah. this, that such and such just hired. Yeah. Uh, you might want to look into him. Or, I mean, you'd think if he was the pedestal guy that they say he is, the high That's pedestal right. guy, that would have been done. And he would have like been it. like one of the very first people to know about that. One, one of two things, both things can't be true. He's either like fully involved in part of the management team in earnest in Jacksonville, or he's not, and it's dad's team. And he is really Richie Rich walking around with a wallet full of cash trying to jack off to Dave Meltzer's wet dreams. Essentially, the, the, okay, one well, of those things is true. He probably didn't know that then. He probably so, didn't know that. But you can't portray his successes. Like, oh, you guys are trying to deride Tony. And, and I, I, I give the guy his his – credit and it's due you know in a year and a half he's done a really good job at AEW right he's right also done some things that were pretty fucked up there's no question about any of that but you know if you're going to say he's part of the Jacksonville Jaguars management team they they made a really awful hire and they had a public relations nightmare that never should have happened and if I'm an African-American guy and what 60 something percent of the National Football League is African-American I'm like I don't I'm not really sure if I want to go work for this organization if there's a culture there where they take a look at all the strength and conditioning coaches and they go, the most racist one, yes, sign him up. Let's get you on payroll. Um, yeah, and I, I I certainly don't know anything about the roster of, of uh, the Jaguars, but there's, a you know, I guess a decent chance that somebody on there went to Iowa. Maybe. And if not, I mean, it's certainly know. a Big Ten school, and they heard about some of their friends a Big Ten who went school to Iowa. That, yeah, yeah, they were familiar, familiar with this dude, right? Meyer said, I've met, I've met everyone on our staff. And like I said, the relationship goes back to close to 20 years. Really? You know, dude, 20 okay, well, years. That tells me something about Mr. Coach Meyer. Like, you've been no, you've known the guy, been known the guy for 20 years. Never heard him say any racist things at all. I know. It's, that, that's why privilege and all that shit. All right. You never, you never heard any of the whispers that everybody heard about these. This was not like a, a hidden story, was it? Wasn't this like the same kind of thing that went on with somebody that, that was like one of his assistant coaches a few years ago at Florida? Yeah. 
and yeah. he got in bad trouble. I can't remember the whole thing. And, you know, he was trying to backpedal on him and I've known him for such a, you know, taken up, taken up for him, you know? So if this is the kind of people he's hanging around over his whole lifetime, that tells me a lot about urban Meyer. <laughs> no, that's, that's what he does. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, he retained Zach Smith. That's the guy you're thinking about his graduate assistant at Florida. Zach Smith. Zach Smith is the name that you're trying to think of. This is the sporting news story. Yeah, was, I mean, I, but I, th- I think, you know, what we're really not going for here is Chris Doyle in those three hours he was with the Jaguars. I think he totally changed the culture there. You're going to see a team next year. Maybe. You're going to see a team next year that's going to have fewer injuries, going to be more well-conditioned because of those three hours that Chris Doyle was part of that staff. <laughs> You know that. Of course they are. Urban Meyer retained Zach Smith as graduate assistant of Florida after learning he was arrested in 2009, uh, 2009 for domestic violence with his wife, Courtney Smith. That's he also it. hired – he also – that wasn't enough. He hired Zach Smith as his receivers coach at Ohio State because, again, we can't find a better receivers coach. No, There's just no, no. I have I'm to have the guy that – I've been on him for 37 years. <laughs> if I can't have the guy that beat the shit out of his wife, then by God, I'm resigning as the Ohio State coach. It's not fair. That's his God-given right to have that position. Um, Documents showed that he was aware of domestic violence in the Smith's marriage. Yeah, I remember all that because he tried to deny yeah. it and everything. He's good. He's not yeah. even – he's like a really bad liar. He, he's, he was a, a real problem. And then who was it, Trestle that was before him at Ohio State? Yeah. Trestle was always trying to play the Jesus card. Let me, I, I read this story one time about Trestle. This is so great. Trestle, Trestle would always have like the Bible verses or something on his desk and shit. And he would always just fuck people over and be awful. And he would have these, um, those football camps at Ohio State. Of course, he'd have these recruits that he absolutely had to have five star, you know, uh, blue diamond kind of, you know, which is kind right. of an almond. No, uh, like, <laughs> yeah, by, <laughs> like the best of the best recruits. And then you have like a bunch of poor kids from fucking Marion or Ohio or Marriott, Marriott, Ohio, whatever the name of that town is. And they come right. there, they, you know, they, they would like mow lawns in order to get money to go to his camp. So they would go, all right, we're going to have everybody's name in the hat for a brand new Ohio state official jacket, just like the one you see coach Trestle wearing on the sidelines. And lo and behold, the five-star fucking recruit who's been given every free thing he possibly can from 60 different schools somehow wins the coat. But the poor fucking kid who really wanted it, <laughs> who's going to have to like somehow try to scrape together quarters in order to be like a biochem major at Akron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he somehow doesn't win the coat, but they would always make it seem like it was a real drawing. But oh my God, it turns out the six foot five, 300 pound lineman somehow won the coat. It's so strange. It's amazing. <laughs> it's the hottest shit, but I love Jesus. I do love me some Jesus, and I'm Urban Meyer. <laughs> and I'm Jim Trestle, and I love me some Jesus. I am Mr. Oh. Jesus. Gosh, 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 gosh. That's the kind of shit. But that's, I mean, that's the culture. You can't get away from it. I mean, the, the people who try to sell you on Tony Khan will always tell you that stuff. It's like, no, no, no. You guys, you got, you got it all wrong. He's not just some guy fancing around, flying off to Vegas when he wants to, eating, you know, shrimp tartare. When they, when they show him on TV all the time in those backstage segments, like, it barely even registers that it's him to me, right? I know. I mean, I, I really – it takes me a second. I, it, it, first, I'm usually like, who's that guy? Why is he here? Oh, I know that. That's a – Shit. That's a, oh, what's his name? Fuck, that's, the, that's like the billionaire's kid, the guy who won the sperm lottery. That's amazing. <laughs> <I didn't, laughs> yes. 
That is fantastic. I love that. Oh, that's the guy that, that, that Chris Cruz got pissed off at. <laughs> How oh, can I forget? Heard, haven't heard from the Cruz in a little while, have we? No, he's been silent. As far as I know, I really haven't kept I think up that, with him, but I think that nothing that stands of, out. That voice of America, man, it's more popular than ever. Oh, yeah. I think, I think they've got tens of listeners every day. <laughs> tens? Wow. Oh, I'd say so. What's double digits? One time, Mitchell was posting about something, and, and, and Cruz goes, what's this thing about uh, podcasts? I'm on the radio. Great. That's fantastic yeah. here in 1968. The radio means a lot, Chris. Good job. <laughs> what's this thing about a horseless carriage? Okay. Yeah, fine. I've got three big studs in my stable I, right now. I have what you call a stagecoach. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good, good luck plush. with that. Uh, Io Shaddai said uh, that she was asked if she'd like to compete at WrestleMania 37 if she'd like to defend her title against Miiko Satomura. No question about it. WrestleMania is the grandest stage. Well, it usually is. That's what they say. How did you – Did you now, did you enjoy the Super Bowl and see how they did the crowd stuff? Because that's going to be the WWE's model going forward. I, I saw how they did the crowd stuff. Eh. I, I guess that's kind of how I pictured it anyway, in a way, I guess. I mean, I didn't really know what was going on, but yeah, if we're going by that, then I, I guess, I mean, listen, listen to this shit right here. Now this is, this is what I love. PW insider reported yesterday that WWE informed employees and staffers in different departments of a freeze where promotions and raises will not be going forward. The reported, uh, the report noted there's been no word on how long the freeze will last. Wait a minute. I thought 2020 had record revenues. I thought they had. I thought Vince McMahon was shitting gold doubloons. <laughs> God damn! Hang on, I gotta poop the. Ah, I'm gonna but, shit. Hold on. Hey, that shit. <laughs> what chains under uh, chains underneath him trying to catch it? Like, oh, hold on, Dad. Stay still. Stay still. He, he's shitting like gold coins in a room, and then Scrooge McDuck just goes through and swims in it. This is what's happening. It's and by the way, the Germans love it because it's very similar to their porn. That's why that's why the German audience is calling it WWE shit. No good thing, I got a shit. Scheisen! Scheisen! Scheisen, mein Fuhr. So he's gonna <laughs> Scrooge McDuck swimming in Mr. McDuck. You pulled the Scrooge McDuck out, man. Well, look here. Any any other podcast, you know, I, I tell you, it's not the most professional podcast. I, I can tell that sometimes our podcast may be a little hard to listen to, but God, by, by God, who's going to give you the visual of, of Vince McMahon shitting out gold coins and Scrooge McDuck swimming through them? Nobody's going to do nobody. that for you. Nobody's I'm going to go out on a limb and say nobody. That Chris Vanvillier guy, he's fantastic. I love it, but he doesn't do that. There's none, there's none of that. You think Hannibal does that shit? Uh, this is Hannibal trying to do the bit. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, shit uh, some coins, and then uh, – the duck from uh, the cartoons. He's gonna. He's gonna jump. Jump right. Jump right in there. Have you ever heard a guy? That's hilarious, that sounds- man. <laughs> <laughs> have you, have you, like, <laughs> have you ever heard a guy with fucking worse delivery than, than Hannibal? <laughs> have you seen those shoot interviews and shit? No, I ain't seen the shoot interviews. No, it's the worst. It's like the, it's like the drizzling shit. This is like this is like him if he was interviewing Bret Hart, which he never will. So. um... May of 1999, uh, your brother Owen dies. What was that like? 
That that's literally like the, the Hannibal way. That's man. This is him talking to Bob Roop. But it sounds like just like something he would say. And so, uh, this is this is like him talking to uh, Bob Roop. This is this is my patient of Hannibal talking to Bob Roop. <laughs> so uh, the sugar hold. What can you uh, explain that? <laughs> hey, you know it's what? like you hear something weird. I don't mean to, I'm gonna take a quick exit. We'll get right back on the industry. Sure, sure, yeah, okay. it's fine. I, I, I was going through my Facebook the other day, and you know it says people you might know. That little thing that comes across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking Bob Roop was on there. How did that happen? Okay, I can't. Continue. I just can't deal with. It. So this is Hannibal. We're talking to Bob Roop. Uh, so 1979, uh, you split with Ron Fuller. Um, it was you and Ronnie Garvin, uh, Bob Orton Jr., uh, Boris Malenko. Uh, Ronnie Garvin. Tell me about that. <laughs> that's literally the fucking. I'm so intrigued listening to that. The uh, the super stud cast this week is um, southeastern wrestling from '75 until the first half. Of, it was him and it was him and Les Thatcher. It's really good. It's like '75 to '77, and they're going to do '77 to '79 until the bitter fucking end. When, and that's why I can't ever deal with Bob Root because I just I, Bob Root fucked it all up. You talk about like the killing the golden goose, unbelievable territory, unbelievable territory. You had to, like the longest drive was maybe two hours when you're in Knoxville. You're making a shit ton of money. You're you're back at home at night. You're on the lake. You're chilling out. You know it, it's it's a college town. There's college pussy like swimming everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. If you were a baby face then and you were a young guy. Oh, they they get there was like college pussy being thrown at you. You would have to turn some shit down. I'm saying it. Rocky and, Top, Tennessee. And then Bob Roop thinks that he sees some chicks at the door of the Coliseum counting tickets wrong, and he fucks up the entire promotion. Stupid. It's dumb as shit. And he's I never mean, really just a, a, hearing that story. I, I, God, it's just like what? it pisses me off so bad. And, and, and Ronnie Garvin at least owns it. At least Ronnie Garvin went up to Ron Fuller's face. You know. 30, 40 years later, he goes, yeah, I, it was fucked up. I let Bob talk me into some shit. And I shouldn't have done it, and it was terrible. We could have. Which happens. We're we all could have drawn. get it. They could have drawn money for five, six, seven more years. They could have become, you know, the 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 what Memphis wrestling was to west to Western Tennessee. They would have been Eastern, that version of that. They, and they did, a, they did a fantastic program. It would have been a different style of wrestling. But in terms of the ratings and what it meant to that area, God, it was fantastic. Man. It was it was unbelievable, and they just they, and and Root never has owned it. Root no, still like he, he's he still like, on that shit. Yeah, he still thinks he's right about it on Barry and Bowdrin's show. He's fucking like, yeah, it was yeah, it was messed up. We got fucked over, and I looked at it, and it was bad. And I was like, dude, just say what? that you messed up. Come just on. say that you fucked up, dude. That's all you got to say. It's been it's been forty years. Just fucking say that you messed everything up and you screwed up the best territory ever. So yeah. Tell me, tell me how great things are at the WWE, and like people can like, oh, you said all, you know, you said all this stuff, Britt, about how there's no good story to tell, and there's this company and the revenue, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. and then at the end of the year, oh, it's record profits, record profits. Well, it wasn't record profits; it was record revenue. And and now they've said uh, we've decided to go forward with the renovation of Titan Tower. I wonder if that's going to be in jeopardy. If things are so great, why are they? Let's hope, why not. They, Let's hope not. 
Why do they have this hiring freeze? Why, why are they doing that? If they've got all this money, if they're just swimming in cash and, oh, my God, the Fox money's coming in and we are just balling and we got Roman. Roman Reigns is is like – we. Roman Reigns is squeezing his pimples and we're selling the blackheads for 50 bucks a piece at WWEshop.com. I mean, seriously, if things are that great, then why would you have to do something like that? There's clearly, I mean, there's, there's not a great story to tell with that company. If they come on, you know, we talked about this for a while when they started offering that as a stock, the problem became you would ramp up and try to sell everything from January until April you would try to get the investors to buy, 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 buy. And then after WrestleMania, sell, 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 right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you had to make it more than a four-month stock story. And they tried to do that. They did somewhat with the with the network. They did some smoke and mirrors a few years ago, got that stock price up. Obviously, they signed the huge deal with Fox, and that was a big thing for investors. Then, the, you know, all of the COVID stuff happened. The economy went in the right. shitter, despite the fact that Donald Trump created the best economy we've ever had, Brian. The very best economy. And unfortunately, I don't know if you saw that story. Despite the tremendous economy that Donald Trump had built, many of those people who went and tried to murder people on January the 6th of the Capitol had financial problems. Somehow, they were not enjoying the tremendous economic uptick of the Trump years. I I kind of, you know, that's even that's 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 the core, man. That's the core of the. Of the they should, right and there, and, buddy. and they're mostly white men, and even they fucked it up. Uh, how about that? A white if man fucking something up. If you're so stupid, like, like as a white guy, and you're supposed to be participating in this great Donald Trump economy, and you can't, you can't even manage to do that, you suck. You're terrible. Go to your clan meeting and shut the fuck up i mean go maybe maybe you can create a fantastic business i don't think etsy will allow you to sell swastikas but maybe maybe they're swastika lanyards i don't know but you're you saw even that stupid c word who flew on the private jet from dallas and shit yeah she declared she had already declared bankruptcy a couple yeah, times yeah she, she did you know you think about you think about how shitty your life is brian and it is no and my Very you know and, and so is mine mine's awful and you know i got debt i owe money to people, whatever. But you know, we're still, we're better off than some of those stupid fucks, and we managed not to go up to the Capitol and try to murder people. Well, yeah, we, we, yeah, we try to restrain, you know. Yeah. Restrain and refrain. As bad as things, and I, I used to say this all the time, uh, you know, when they were going through all this stuff with Ric Flair and when he was dead broke and all this stuff, I was like, oh my god, I'm in better financial shape and I have a better credit score than Ric Flair. <laughs> like, <laughs> if I was going, if it was a blind and I was going to go buy a house. <laughs> well, and they were trying you to pre- know. If they were pre-qualifying us for a mortgage, if it was blind, they'd be like, oh, we're definitely taking Brit. We're going to take Brit over Ric Flair. God. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. I know, man. So there's nothing good that you can – I mean, I'm still sorry about you know the record profits and everything else, but it doesn't mean anything. They still have real financial no. problems at WWE, and, and I've got to tell you, if they had a viable video game that was out there raking in revenue like they used to do with, with, you know, with 2K – Maybe they could save some of these jobs. Yeah, but they. I just. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I, I don't. Uh, but again, just add it to the list, man. I don't get a lot of stuff that they do. So it's it, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. And I got to tell you again, when I when I look at this stuff and I look at some of the reporting that happens in the financial markets, it's really some of the worst reporting out there. You can't. Yeah. I, 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 I'm. And it's not just them, but it's also the analysts that are charged with like really looking into this stuff, the ones that are with uh, 
uh, some of the large investment firms that are supposed to like really go through this shit with a fine tooth comb. They're they're not they're not in good shape right now, creatively or any way else. And and trust me, when this when this SmackDown deal is over, when this deal with twenty first is over, I don't know where they're headed. I don't know where they're going. And I think there's probably a lot of consternation because they built up the expectation. It's a billion. It's a billion. It's a billion. Well, so, well, I think too, we really got to start taking into account by then where the TV viewing market is going to be as far as like cable yeah. to Hulu to Netflix, you know, all that stuff. I mean, who, who's watching what in four years, five years, whenever this contract's up. So that, you, you know, just because they get on Fox, that it doesn't, so it doesn't what? mean I mean, that much. No, I think the, the prevalent thing in the marketplace that I hear from a lot of people when it comes to, to TV is that there's just too many of these streaming services to sign up for. It's too much. It is, plus, I, I, it, it's too I much. I got to agree, man. Don't do you, you not agree with that? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on. With At least with now cable. Now they got Paramount thing coming out. The Paramount, Paramount Plus, Plus thing, Discovery Plus, Disney Plus, Apple Plus, uh, of course, Netflix. There's like a Cartoon Network Plus. It's 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 too much. At least with cable, if you paid the one thing, then you got like a melange or whatever. Um, yeah, it's 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 become way too much, and people are getting overwhelmed by. Well, I kind of want this, but I also want that. But I'm not willing to pay twelve dollars plus ten plus ten plus ten plus ten. It, at that point, I should just go ahead and get cable. Get cable, I know exactly. That's that's what they're. That's what a lot of people are saying, and that is to me the prevalence in the in the marketplace. Right yeah, now, I agree with. You. I agree, and, and to I be agree. honest with you, Peacock was okay. Peacock wasn't that great. They're gonna. They, they definitely are, are needed to make this deal with WWE to get people over there and to get that subscriber count up there. Yeah, well, I, you know, okay, I, 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 that's fair. I, I, I'm not saying it was tremendous. I, I, there was a few shows on there that I liked that just the, like the Saturday Night Live thing I really like. I really like yeah. going back and looking at all that old stuff that you never see anymore. But And there's a couple other shows I like too, but I just thought, you know, it's brand new. They're going to grow. You know, they're, they're going to add stuff to it. So I, I thought for five, six bucks a month, it's kind of worth it. I, so I just went ahead and got it. I got the, I started out with the free thing, just like I do on most of, but kind of like you, I think you do a lot of that too. Just start out with the free thing and then if I like it, I'll keep it. If not, you know, I'll let it go or whatever, but I, and I, I just figured it'd be kind of like you know the CBS one or the you know what the other ones. I, but the ones like the Paramount ones, you can only do so much with that shit. What's the most? You know, yeah, I don't, I don't get, I mean, you know the huge selling on. the big selling point for Peacock was always going to be those Office episodes because they yeah, you know, yeah. people people loved watching them on Netflix and they were just hoping that okay if you watch it on Netflix it's no longer on Netflix you'll just take your ten bucks and you'll either add it or you migrate it over. And I don't know how successful they've been with that because the, you can also watch I don't, I don't know. you can also watch the the Office reruns, of course, on Comedy Central. I think on the Paramount Network too. Now they have them yeah, on there. exactly. There's so, just so many different ones and, and everything. It's it's uh, it's just well, the way it was. Mind boggling. Really. Back in the old days, I mean, everybody had to have Netflix, and you pretty much still do have to have Netflix. That's a that's All, a thing. But you know what? You, saying that, that's probably the one I watch the least right now. But that's just me. Uh, I'll go through this period of time where I won't watch Netflix for a couple months. Then I'll go back, and it's like they'll have something new on. I'm like, oh shit, this is this is the, this is dope. I gotta watch this. This is really right. Good. Okay, yeah, I'll do that once in a while. But overall, I, it's definitely not the one I watch the most. And I think one of the sneaky things about Netflix for me is I think those comedy specials are really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
the Chappelle and, and all. The whole Netflix is a joke thing. I think that's been a good campaign for them, and it's really good. But again, it's mm-hmm. it's kind of difficult in this day and age to get all that stuff going because you can't have like you need live crowds for comedy, just like you do with wrestling. Right, and I've gone back and listened to lots of uh, of uh, Mitch Hedberg over the last few weeks. Man, the fucker is amazing. The fucker, so- guy. So you know, and the thing about Hedberg, uh, and and I think who is who is the other guy that's out there now, Dimitri something or other? Is it Dimitri? Uh, Martin? Yeah, yeah. Dimitri, is it Martin? That sounds right. I think yeah, it's Dimitri, right. Yeah, Dimitri, I know you're talking about. So, the, they, I got to make sure that's right. Yeah, I was going to look. Yeah, it's Dimitri Martin. Martin, yeah, I got it. Yep. So, they have very, so, and, and I'll, I'll show you how I tie those two together in just a second. Dimitri Martin does like just some observational stuff, but he's, and it's very different than Mitch Hedberg, but the way their comedy is, they have to tell so many more jokes than other comedians do. Right, so that that's what makes it right. so much more. Like I if know. you're doing, God, if you're so, doing a yes. joke per minute thing, like yes. Ron White might average one and a half jokes a minute, and Dimitri and like Mitch Hedberg would average easily four, <laughs> easily like four jokes. And it's just there's so much material, and it's like God, how do they do that? How how do, yeah, how do they so, end up doing even that? Even right, I mean, he, he was the pr- presentation was a whole another thing. Yes, but yes, but he was continuously throwing jokes out. You have to tell, and you're like, oh, that's got to be. It's like. It's just a drummer who plays like he just hits the drums a lot. It's like, no, 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 no. It's amazing. It's the way that they do it, that you got to keep up that pace. And they're able to keep up that pace. And they've decided this is how my comedy is going to be. And I have to tell like way, way, way more jokes than the other guy. And Hedberg nailed it. And some of that shit was like, you'd be, he'd be going on to like three jokes down and you'd be laughing at something he did five minutes ago. And some of that shit is like, I've thought that before and just, you know, never made a joke out of it. You know, the thing about buying the donut, I think about the thing about buying the donut all the time. I think it's just brilliant. That's one of the most brilliant things I've ever, (laughs) we do not need, uh, we do not need ink and paper to come into this. <laughs> I think about the 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 one when he goes into he goes you know when we go into a restaurant and they call out the the, the people's names who are waiting for tables Dumaine party of four and they don't show up and they call them again Dumaine party of four they don't show up so they just go to the next family Bush party of seven so what happened to the Dumains? Nobody's concerned about the domains. What happened to them? <laughs> they're 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 tied up and, and and gagged in somebody's trunk right now, and we're worried about food. And they're probably hungry. <laughs> but his delivery is so much better. It's so it I know makes it so much better. When I when I first started dating my girlfriend, I would use that line all the time. I go, I, I don't have a girlfriend. I just have someone who'd be pissed off if they heard me say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. So yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, as far as when, yeah, when the when the Fox deal is up, and how TV is migrated, and the streaming stuff becomes more and more important than over the air television or cable television. Social media becomes more important than old media. I, who knows what that looks like? But I do know that the expectations are up there. They do have a big deal because apparently this Nick Khan guy who they hired, he looks like he can make shit happen. He made that Peacock deal happen. So they may have, you know, the man as far as putting that shit together. And that's why Vince McMahon, That I'll say, and I, I don't know if that was necessarily his call per se, whoever brought that guy to him. It's like, okay. Well, because they have to be paying him. Credit. They, I don't know they, much he really, you know. 
pull. They the have to be paying. Everywhere. They have to be paying that guy a lot of money. Nick Khan has to be like because he was he was making a shit ton of money when he was at that agency. Yeah, so they basically were like, whatever you need. We, what, you need a gold boat. You need five Lear jets. Whatever check you need. Whatever stock options you need. And they made it happen. You know, it may have it may have been you may hold your nose a little bit to do that. Yeah. Which may be why there's a hiring freeze <laughs> session and why Gallows and Anderson have to go work for How about that? that? <laughs> but that's 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 what you do. You need a Nick Khan to make this happen because he he can navigate the waters. He can make it happen. Yeah. He's already proven it with this peacock deal, which has been a big revenue producer for him. And the beauty of that thing is at some point that deal is gonna be over. Renegotiate. All right. Yeah. Where is yeah. that WWE network going to go next time? Will it go to CBS All Access? Will it go to Discovery Plus? Will it go to Apple Plus? I mean, that, that's that's the game that you play right there. Exactly. And it's, God, have fun with that. That's all I got to say. Well, it's it's tricky, but it's, it is, it's the landscape we live in now. I know. I know. It's just, it's really overwhelming sometimes. Tell, just tell me again, for all of you guys that were crawling, like, eh, yeah, it's record revenue. Okay. I'm not sure why we need hiring freezes if we're bringing in record no. revenue. No. That, I'm, I'm, I'm just stupid. I had my 2.7, 2.8 GPA from a, a state school, so I, I don't know. You know, it's trickle-down economics. I reckon. NXT North American Championship, Johnny Gargano versus Kushida at NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day. Johnny Gargano, who still continues to circle the bowl at NXT. The men's Dusty Rhodes tag. He's right behind uh, Adam Cole and company. They are so stagnant at the moment. The men's Dusty Rhodes tag team classic finals with MSK, who they're pushing big time. I'm interested in I like those guys. Uh, taking on the grizzled young vets, James Drake and Zach Gibson. And it does look like MSK is de- destined to win that, don't you think? I think so. Uh, but who knows? I could see it really going the other way, but I think it leans toward MSK the way they're bringing them up like that. The women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Finals, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez against Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. And the pick is Moon and Blackheart to win. So there you go there from CBSSports.com. Okay. That uh, one can go either way, too, as far as I know, but I'm looking forward to that match, too, actually. I like Shotzi. I've always liked her. Are you going to watch the uh, Young Rock? Is there, has Young Rock actually premiered yet? I don't even I saw the preview or um, whatever for it, but I haven't. I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not. I don't know when it starts. Tuesday on NBC. I mean, the next day on Peacock or something. I don't know. It might be funny. I don't know. We'll. I, I might give it a shot. I think it'll be pretty good. He says that it says here that Brian Gewurz is going to make a cameo in one of the episodes. Oh well, yay! <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Is he going to be? No, does Rock is he is he like fully involved in this? I mean, yeah. is he doing the writing and everything too. I don't know if he's writing, uh-huh. but he's like producing well, and everything. I think it's I think it's a twenty or three dollars, eight dollars productions, whatever his production company is. Okay, they're producing it, and Gewurz is like the head of that production company. Man, it I says dream about Rock coming to my house the other night. It was weird. What and, happened? and he was on. He was sitting on the couch, and I was like, "Hey, man, stay there. I want to get you, I want to show you my shirt. I want you to sign it." And then when I came back, he was gone. Shit. I know, man. I was like, I must be dreaming. Wait a minute. I'm still am dreaming. I think it feels like. I mean, it feels like that's just a reflection of how much you miss WrestleCade. <laughs> it, that, it hits me hard, dude. You don't. know. I was thinking about that today. I was like, oh shit. And it was like last time we were there was 2019. Man, we had such a good time and everything. 
I know, man. It's fucking my brother. Up, I have to every time I go to work, I have to see it. I have to I have to park in the same parking deck and and see it when I leave, and I think about it every oh, freaking time. Like, and so by fun. the way, when I went there yesterday, you'll never guess who was working on the arm thing that lets you in and out of the of the parking deck. It was fucking Elias. He was no standing kidding. there working on the damn arm thing. It was Elias. I swear. <laughs> did you walk with him? I did. He well, he walked with me actually. Did he smack? Did he smack he the guitar over his, your head? He was about to. He had that look in his eye. He, he he was not a friendly Elias, that's for sure. Elias now lives in Winston Salem. Everybody, nah, not to give it away. Shop your local. Shop local. <laughs> shop local. Look for Elias. What's that place downtown? It's called Local Three Three Six or something like that. Yeah, local. yeah, that's where he's going. He's gonna go get like his cage free <laughs> eggs and shit over there. That's it. I can tell <laughs> that's where he was coming from. Right before uh, he started working on the arm. Um. During a Twitter Q&A, CM Punk was asked how he feels about Edge winning this year's Men's Royal Rumble. Super stoked for him to get a second act and jealous of his abs. <laughs> WWE has filed a trademark for NXT UK Prelude. Ooh, man, I'm glad they hey, snapped that one up. <laughs> when is UK Accord going to be? <laughs> see what you, well, how about UK Civic? Where's that coming UK up? Civic was my Civic Sport was really the one that I was going to go for. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> the WWE Performance Center's YouTube channel released a rough beginnings video on, of course, Leon Ruff's journey to NXT. How do we feel about Leon Ruff, who is the underdog of 2020? Except, oh, wait a minute, they've got a version of him. It's Lee Johnson over on AEW Dynamite. How do we feel about Lee Johnson? Uh, I don't know, man. You know, you know. He's a can big can fan. we throw a cheeseburger in there too? Because I think you're, you know, he's what gives some cheeseburger some love. He's. I think cheese. Always been doing by, that with him for like twenty years now. Doesn't doesn't cheeseburger go by the moniker of notorious CJZ or original CJ CHZ over in ROH? Now? I don't. Maybe I think they call I don't, him. I don't, I don't. So we're watching some of uh, AEW Dynamite over here at the, his house, and mm-hmm. the girlfriend. We were watching the Cody and, and Lee Johnson thing, and and I'm like. She, she's like, I really like that guy. I'm like, yeah. And so he does. He does the move where he does the flippy thing through the middle rope on the outside, and he bombs those dudes. Yeah, yeah. And he's I, I good, said, man. So I'm trying to tell her some shit. I'm like, when Cody, you know, tags him, I'm like, hey, that's what they call a hot tag. She's like, why? I'm like, because the baby face looks like he's dead. And then he's just like struggling, struggling. He barely hits the guy, and the guy comes in and he just cleans the house and beats the shit out of everybody. It's baby. Face. It's a hot tag. And I said, what he's showing right now when he's starting to kill everybody is it's called baby face fire. So she was impressed. She's like, I like that guy. And I'm like, who is he? I'm like, I don't know. See, she, you said she's impressed. God, man, that's so she, awesome. She loves it. And I was like, I don't know who that is. And I had to go over to the David Meltzer site and go, oh, it's fucking Lee Johnson. They give a guy like that with so much charisma a, a wimpy-ass fucking name like Lee Johnson? That's what I'm saying. I think that that's a – is that really his name? I, I think that's – I mean, why would you give him with? a name like that? I think that was – I think he was – I don't know, man. It's like – I mean, you at least, seriously. Can't you give him a nickname like Lee the Thriller Johnson or some shit like that? <laughs> Something. But Lee yeah, that's Johnson, that's, he sounds like, you know, a, a goddamn backup fullback for the Titans or something. He's the dude I'm filing my taxes with next week, man. I got to go – I got a point with Lee Johnson. I got to see if my deductibles are straight. <laughs> yes. I ain't got my mortgage statement yet, Lee Johnson. Can you help me out, bro? Like, Lee fucking Johnson is the dude that's bringing the orange slices to its kid's soccer game next week. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Lee, did you bring the juice boxes, you fuck? Oh, sorry, I left them at the tax office. 
Lee Johnson is the guy who like doesn't get the Honda Odyssey because it's just too flashy for him. Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what that name means to me. It's like, honey, I was going to get the... I was going to get the Honda Odyssey, but I mean, it just, it, it was, I thought, I thought we were showing off with that thing. We're going to have to scale it back. <laughs> yeah, you'll scale it back. Lee Johnson is the guy who puts the on going to, to rock school, going to that rock, rock and roll camp. <laughs> <laughs> and then he trips out because Peter Frampton's there and Peter Frampton gives him like a 12 bar solo and he almost like comes in his pants. Hey man, can I say I, I can't? I can't argue with that. <laughs> Lee Johnson is the guy that gets excited because he can buy like uh, he gets a really good insider deal at his buddy for Skechers. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, he he does have like a backup. Like uh, he does have an athlete's name, like 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 a backup quarterback, a third string quarterback. Seriously, like for the Lions or no, something. No, he sounds like a, he sounds like me. He sounds like a fifty year old suburban white guy. Is what he fucking he sounds does, like. but you know that once in a while, I guess what I'm saying is, if if you're going to put him in any kind of sport. It, it was like a football, like a backup yeah. quarterback. He is a backup quarterback. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yes. Derek Carr's been hurt. Here comes Lee Johnson in. Lee Johnson. <laughs> exactly. He had a big career. You can't say that about kickers anymore because they've got like three names now and shit. Lee Johnson, of course, is the all-time leading passer at Youngstown, so we're glad they got to have him. He's warming up a little bit. This is his first snap. It's <laughs> <laughs> true, man. It's like he's like the biggest thing ever. Didn't but, he used to play for the White Sox, too? <laughs> first base. Lee Johnson is the guy that gets yelled at because he brings too many buckets home from Home Depot. <laughs> Honey, do we fucking? We never have enough buckets. He has a great looking yard, though. I've got all these nails and shit. I mean, I don't know where to put them in. I got to have these buckets for him, dude. I don't, you know what am I supposed <laughs> to fucking do? Come on. <laughs> Lee Johnson is the guy that has like quarter zips in every color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every fucking color. I would like a red quarter zip. Hey, man, he's got some over at his desk. <laughs> Lee Johnson is the guy that thinks he needs to get away from IPAs for a little while because he's kind of burnt out on <laughs> Hey, Lee, you want an IPA? Nah, man, I'm good. I got to get some Cabernet Sauvignon, please. I'm going to go with like one of the sours because I'm kind of into those session sours right now. If you could just go ahead and grab me one of those, it would be great. <laughs> Sour. That's what he's that's fucking because he's he's IPA'd out, man. Lee's had too much of that shit. <laughs> Lee Johnson's also the guy who gets super stoked because the Pearl Jam cover band's coming to the, to the bar down the street. <laughs> Who, man? Y'all gonna go see Gerald Pam? They're coming. They're on oh, the man. way. Come You're on, gonna believe it, man. Jeremy's ten is coming. They're gonna be there next week. <laughs> you fuckers alive. The ultimate Pearl Jam tribute is going to be at the Blind Tiger next week. I got to go. You don't understand. <laughs> I'm still laughing at Jeremy's 10. And I'm not getting any IPAs when we get there, but I'm also not drinking the PBRs, even though the PBRs are on sale $2 for the 16 ounces. I'm, I'm out, done man. with fucking – I can't do the, the PBRs. I might get a Truly. I might get a Truly, but only if they have the raspberry flavor. <laughs> they have sours? <laughs> Lee Johnson is the guy that always makes sure his wife has snow chains in her car, even though it hasn't snowed in their town in 30 years. <laughs> but, honey, we live in Melbourne. What, we don't need this. 
Lee, Lee, Lee Johnson is the guy. That, Lee Johnson never knows. Lee Johnson sees those those sunglasses on TV. They're like the tactical ones that make it seem like it's light outside, and he has to have like five pair. Honey, have you seen these glasses? They're great. Lee Johnson is the guy that still complains because sharper image was taken out of every mall in America. What am I going to do with the, sh- the the chair? I was going to get that chair. God, oh, the chair that launches you into space. I love it. Lee Johnson wants to complain that his shake has fewer acai berries than it used to, but he doesn't want to be that guy. <laughs> Lee Johnson wants to put the cleats on and go ahead and aerate his lawn, but he's looking for the exact perfect day to do that. I don't know, honey. The humidity is 37% today. Can't do it today. Lee Johnson would like to run for the board of directors for his homeowners association, but again, he doesn't want the spotlight to be that bright on him. Doesn't want to be a show off. <laughs> Can't do it, honey. Can't do it. <laughs> Lee John can tell you exactly which weed killer is going to work best for your for those little things that creep up in your driveway. This one will give you cancer, but it works the best. <laughs> That's exactly right. Lee Johnson is the guy that really gets pissed off about the extended warranty thing, but he has to listen to it all the way through every single time. But I'll be rude if I interrupt them. <laughs> Lee Johnson really likes the idea of having the DVR and skipping through the commercials, but he hates to feel like the advertisers are going to get ripped off, so he tries to watch all of them that he can. <laughs> I don't want Johnson and Johnson all pissed at me, babe. <laughs> just, I can't have it happen. I just can't have it happen. Lee Johnson really does enjoy like the duck head stuff, but he thinks it may be played. But I've had these pants for years, honey. They fit Lee, so well. Lee Johnson has hung on to his jorts, but he's not really sure when they might come back into style, and he doesn't want to dip a toe into that water. Honey, do I look like John Cena? <laughs> if I turn around, maybe, you think? Lee Johnson has khakis in six different shades. <laughs> I'm a walking, talking gap ad. <laughs> Lee Johnson likes to go to the flea market, but just so he can get the cheap LED bulbs. <laughs> you can't find them anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, that's so fantastic. (laughs) Lee Johnson is really torn because he knows he shouldn't text when he drives, but he does want to tell his wife he's on his way home. Oh, I I don't know what to do. (laughs) Lee Johnson is the guy that carries the toilet seat covers in the car just in case he has to stop at the rest area or a public restroom. I eat at Taco Bell every day now. You never know. Lee Johnson does check all of his other friends for their tabs to make sure they're tipping 20%. And if they're not, he throws in a couple extra dollars so the server won't feel bad. I do that. (laughs) I'm not even going to say anything about that. (laughs) Lee Johnson gets a little nervous when he's down to his last six rolls of toilet paper. So he has to head back to Costco about every other week. (laughs) Honey, I love standing in line. It's great. Lee Johnson once told a joke about Polish people, and he felt bad about it for three years. Johnson and Johnson and the Polish people, I don't (laughs) want them mad at me. Lee Johnson is such a guilty motherfucker, he won't even eat meat during Lent, and he's nowhere near Catholic. 
In fact, Lee Johnson is so guilty. Lee Johnson is so guilty. He doesn't want to just eat the filet of fish. He goes and gets the Wendy's version. He gets the Arby's version. And now he gets the Bajangles version. He gets all, he he wants everybody to feel equal as far as their fish sandwiches during Lent. (laughs) (laughs) Arby still has a fish sandwich. Lee Johnson has to buy full full size candy bars for all the kids in his neighborhood because he doesn't want to. There's no such thing as fun size to Lee Johnson. How can they call that fun size? It's not fun. This is fun. Look at this motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Lee, Lee Johnson. Johnson. Lee Johnson thinks about actually giving his clothes to Goodwill, but he go, wants to go directly to homeless people and have them go ahead and try the stuff on and get the stuff hemmed and, and make it fit perfectly to them, get it tailored for their fit. <laughs> Such a good guy. Lee, Lee Johnson's his his kids are so embarrassed by him they try to murder him in his sleep, Jimmy Cornett style. <laughs> I'm trying to think, who would Lee Johnson, as a person, like who his favorite WWE like women's star? It would have to be somebody that's not overtly sexy. I'm going to say it's Lacey Evans. That's Lee Johnson's like favorite WWE female. Oh, because she's just sexy enough, but she doesn't have her ass hanging out and stuff. Because that would make his <laughs> wife feel bad. Okay, yeah, I was going to go kind of further down the road. I was going to say Tamina, but <laughs> I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think I'll go with you. That sounds more like Lee. Lee Johnson is the guy that drives ten miles to another town so he can buy his just for men touch of gray. Hey man, the struggle's real. <laughs> That's all my Lee Johnson material. You got anything you want to add on another award-winning edition of Katie Vick is alive, alive? Uh, no, I do not. Um, I hope takeover is good tonight, though. I'm going to watch it for sure. I think it'll be very interesting. And uh, the Super Bowl sucked, and Tom Brady can kiss my ass. Oh, God. Just, yeah. I'm I'm almost glad that's in the way back in the rearview mirror now. It's been a lost couple of years now. It's been a lost couple of years for all of us. Uh, It's been a lost couple of years over the last year. You can follow. Brian on Twitter and Instagram at Lee Johnson. I'm kidding. That's not it. That's not it. <laughs> it's at Bry Sports, B-R-Y Sports. He's on TikTok at Stanley Jackson 23 on the Tiki Taki. And you're enjoying the TikToks, aren't you? Yeah, I do. I do. I haven't made one in a while, but I do love shuffling through. And um, the show can be followed at Katie Vick Alive on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Britt Whitmire. And I'm on Instagram at B-Dub4Reels, B-D-U-B, number 4-R-E-L-Z. And additionally, if you'd like to support what we do, you can shop at our Amazon store, which is so easy to do. It's katievic.com. That's the link, katievic.com. It doesn't change the price of the stuff you're buying. We just get a piece of the action, which is pretty much all we want. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.